0: Brian Karam. Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and with me today is Dr. Dina Grayson. She's a researcher, and expert on Ebola and other uh, viral pandemic threats on the, when it comes to the coronavirus, and that's what we're going to talk to her about today. Her commentary uh, regarding the uh, coronavirus pandemic has been featured on Fox, BBC, Sky News, Sinclair PBS, and other national and local affiliates. And when we come back with Dr. Dina Grayson, we're going to talk about what happened to the president from Friday till Monday when he went to the hospital and came out real quick after being diagnosed, testing positive for the coronavirus. So join us. We'll be right back. Hi, and we're back. This is Just Asked a Question. I am your host, Brian Karaman. With me today is Dr. Dina Grayson, and as you heard in the uh, introduction, she uh, brings some, uh, <laughs> some education and knowledge to this particular issue about the coronavirus, and in particular, uh, regarding President Donald Trump. To recap, on Friday, we were told that Thursday evening, after Hope Hicks, a close uh, um, uh, associate of the president tested positive, that the, po- uh, that the president and his uh, wife, the first lady, had also tested positive for the coronavirus. Monday morning, we were told it was mild. Uh, by uh, I'm sorry, Friday morning, we were told there were mild symptoms. By Friday afternoon, he was being taken to the hospital at Walter Reed. He flew out uh, Friday afternoon around 6, 6.30. He came back Monday at 6 or around 6, about the same time, after uh, being uh, tested and being treated, and he's now back in the White House. And Dr. Grayson, so the first question I guess I have to ask you is, this is abnormal for any other patient that I've heard of who has been tested positive tested positive for the coronavirus and shown symptoms. He's back at home after three days. Does that sound odd to you?
1: Well, the whole situation is a hot mess, Brian. I mean, this is... Odd from the start to the finish, or we're not even at the finish. We're sort of—I don't even know where we are. In the middle. The um, it it, it COVID nineteen is highly variable, and you know, so what is normal? Hard to really say. Uh, but what is clear is that this is a guy who got—he—he's not getting average care. He's not even getting five plus care. This guy is getting the absolute best care for this virus that one could get in the entire country, if not the entire world. So yeah. let's make sure we understand that. And, and it was very clear to me early on, Brian, that he was much sicker than the White House let on. But of course they would, because this is We're a guy who mocked Hillary that. Clinton for getting pneumonia.
0: Right. I, I mean, mean it's Remember? It's unusual for presidents to exaggerate or even lie to us about their health. Kennedy did it uh fdr did it but rarely has it had ramifications like this does for all of Mm. us and so he was told uh, that they were treating him all right so we told he had congestion cough um people close to him said um he would be hospitalized for a few days he had a fever uh his oxygen levels were low and then he was taking um the mox whatever it is uh I forget that how to pronounce it now. The steroids that are supposed to be taken for people who have moderate- Oh, well, cases.
1: Let's, let's back up. Let's back yeah. up. All right. So so here is how I think this went down. Here's So number one, once Hope Hicks was diagnosed, the whole world knew that Trump was going to be positive. I mean, you know, they're connected right. at the hip, right? Uh, where he goes, she goes. So once that happened, uh-oh. And also a couple of other things happened. We saw him- Cut his rally short on Wednesday night. Yep. He cut his voice was raspy. But also the other hint was earlier in the day, he canceled a rally in Wisconsin. And the headline was, oh, it's because the governor and the local mayor said, please don't come because of their, you know, we're already having an outbreak. But this is a democratic governor and a democratic mayor. So that to me was really fishy. I went, you know, Trump would go there to thumb his nose at them. So, huh, that's odd. And then Hope Hicks announces, oh, oh, I've tested positive. And then he cuts his Raleigh short later on Wednesday. So I think that Trump was very likely already symptomatic by Wednesday. I think that a lot of people by then likely knew. And in fact, he had a rapid antigen test initially, which is not very sensitive, but quick and cheap. And that's what they use at the White House. He had that, those test results. They got the PCR results. by then he's not feeling well. He went down. So what, what I think happened is that this is a guy who likely caught the virus at the super spreader event, the Supreme Court super spreader event at the White House a week ago Saturday. And I hope to God you weren't there, Brian.
0: Uh, it was the 26th, and they denied me access.
1: <laughs> well, uh, oh my god, that is like that's like one of those you didn't board the plane moments, yeah. okay? <laughs> so, like, right, I mean, good, thank god. Well, yeah, right, I'm sorry they denied you access, but my friend. You just avoided I, I, a, you know what, show. I, I mean,
0: I, I didn't get on the Titanic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Oops. Exactly. Well, you missed the iceberg. So, yeah. um, so, and typically, patients who are exposed to coronavirus start exhibiting symptoms about five days after they're exposed to the virus. Now, Trump, I think, probably started ex- exhibiting symptoms maybe at least a day earlier, uh, Wednesday at the latest. But here's the thing: he got first thing they did. They treated him when I saw, and I said on Thursday, I said this publicly, I said, he's going to be treated with the antibody cocktail. And the reason I said this is because look, his buddy is the head of Regeneron. Okay. I know his buddy called him up. Good old Len. Hey, Don, you're just kind of not feeling well. We got this great drug. Now, this drug is completely unproven, Brian. Okay. Completely. It's It's not not only is it not approved, is it? it's in clinical trials brian but yeah it's, it's not, not absolute and it but, well, well but here's a thing the data from the clinical trials have not even shown that it works okay <laughs> so like so it's like we're but it's like and we don't know plasma. if there are
0: side effects to it as well do we right
1: well i well well i think very low risk of that this is essentially a manufactured version of convalescent plasma think about it as a safer version of convalescent plasma you don't have to worry about catching a weird virus because it's Convalescent plasma is collected from people who survived the infection. And it's while it's screened and cleaned for potential viruses or sterilized, I should say, uh, there's always that risk. In this case, it's really safe. Like these, these are manufactured antibodies. So that is what I was getting at, Brian, is that doctors are gonna look at benefit risk. So here they said, well, not that much data. They might maybe help a little bit, but here's a guy who's 74. Guys are more likely to die and he's obese. So why don't we give this a shot, shot? His buddy Len says, try it. And so they did it. I don't have any qualms with that. In fact, I said, this is what they're going to do. Cause it was pretty obvious that was where we we're heading. But the problem was Brian is he not only did he not get better, he got worse and he was on oxygen. You could see, you know, he, and, and that's, everyone says, oh, well, he could get oxygen at the white house. Yeah. But But he can decompensate really quickly and need to be on a ventilator. And you don't want to have the president of the United States on a ventilator at the White House when he's not in ICU. So they moved him to Walter Reed because he was essentially going downhill. He was getting short of breath. His his the oxygen levels in his blood were dipping down. They were monitoring that Uh, when they talk about his oxygen levels being in the 80s, that what they mean is they were measuring that with that, it's called a pulse oximeter, like that little device on your finger that has the red light. Right. So when that dips, I mean, when that dips below 95% of your blood being saturated with oxygen, that's abnormal. He was in the 80s. So that means like he's got a problem with his lungs. He's not oxygenating the blood. He's short of breath. That's scary.
0: Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about that. Here's a couple of questions I had after the doctors came out. And um, so they, they, uh, they, Also gave him the corticosteroid uh, uh, dexamethasone, which is usually given to uh, patients, as I understand, on supplemental oxygen or needing ventilation. So they gave that, right?
1: That's that's the big, but that's the big tell, Brian. Yeah, that's the big tell. That's the tell because you you don't give dexamethasone. It is a powerful immunosuppressant. Number one. Right. So this is a drug. He is fighting off a deadly virus. So you don't get you don't want to give that drug to somebody fighting off a deadly virus because it suppresses your own immune system. It suppresses your ability to kill that deadly virus. So that is why it is saved for those people who are really on the ventilator. And then by that point, that's generally, folks, the virus is not really doing anything directly. It's their own immune system. Right. But the fact that Trump was decompensating or and or he or his crony doctors were pressuring the Walter Reed doctors give the president this. Right. I, I, you know, well, that's, we have some, we have something in between as well, by the way, that he got, he got remdesivir.
0: Yeah, that was the other
1: one. But that's the one that actually helped him. Okay. That's the drug of why he's walking, why he walked out of the hospital. He's still not doing well, but that is the drug that actually. And also
0: when he says that he feels better than he has in 20 years, uh side uh side effects of steroids
1: that's the steroids <laughs> talking baby that's the
0: steroids. hey, hey. Oh, <laughs> i played football i know what i'm talking about but no, this I'm
1: guy with dexamethasone man that stuff that's the euphoria this, guy, this already is a guy who's like up on the toilet at 5 30 in the morning mad tweeting i mean god help us all i mean this is where we need like a twitter lockdown not not only that like <laughs> he has the nuclear codes. Okay. Like I'm like, I'm kind of joking, but I'm not, this is scary.
0: Yeah. So he was given remdesivir, uh, Regeneron, uh, antibody cocktail that you mentioned zinc, vitamin D, pepsid, melatonin, aspirin, and of course the steroids.
1: Yeah. But, but, but back up. Okay. So here's what happened. He gets the antibody. He gets worse. Now they're kind of getting scared because now they're at the point of like, Oh my God. Cause he's heading downhill. So if they're going to take him to the hospital, he can walk out or they can wait 12 or six, 12 hours and they're going to have to wheel him out. So that is why he went to the hospital. This guy, again, mocked Hillary Clinton for having pneumonia. He did not want to go to the hospital. He did not. No, you know that and I know that. He's a yeah, narcissist.
0: Well, I talked to his niece, Mary Trump, and she said that in their family, if you were sick, that was a weakness. So you never admitted you were sick. So that's where that comes from, part of it anyway.
1: Well, but also right, but he's also that tough guy, right? So <laughs> yeah, he goes that, to the that, hospital, that, they that, they start him on remdesivir, and that is a drug, by the way, and he's saying, Oh my god, this COVID thing's no big deal. So we irresponsible. That is a drug that's being rationed. We have a national shortage of remdesivir. It's not look, it's not the silver bullet, but it it is a drug that it was tested in people much sicker than Mr. Trump on high amounts of oxygen, very sick in the hospital, had the virus for many more days than Mr. Trump. And it showed that it was pretty effective. He got it probably a day or two earlier than them. And I think that's why he's probably doing so well. But the fact that they also gave him steroids to me suggests several things. Number one, he was much sicker than anyone let on publicly. Number two, it makes me question when he actually caught the virus.
0: That's the okay? question I wanted to and, know.
1: And was he patient zero at the White House super spreader event? Because as you know, many people, they not everybody gets to touch the president of the United States. Everyone's like Pence is fine because why? They don't put the vice president and the president together at a, a gathering like that. They keep <laughs> them separate for obviously for national security reasons to make sure we have you know, somebody who's still alive, right. To Plus be in power. <laughs> yeah. Mother would not approve. Well, I don't know. I think she will I don't even want to go there, well, uh, all right, so but that, but that's the thing. So, I mean, we don't know question. how long he had it. Right. So that's a good question. Right.
0: Is he patient zero? And it was asked today if he was a super spreader, but that aside. So with all of this, that has gone on the, the um, his uh, physicians came out. Is a, and he's a what, a PO, not an MD, right? Or a DO or whatever he is. Yeah, uh, he's a
1: doctor of osteopathy. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, and the last White House physician, remind you, is now very likely going to win a congressional seat yeah, in so. Texas. So there's some, there's like a weird misaligned incentive going on here, which is a little concerning. I'm not, I mean,
0: well, that it's is sorry. very
1: obvious. He has not been transparent. And look, there you, you know. have to protect patient privacy, but it's been beyond that, Brian. I've never he talked about the, just talked about the timelines and now he's changing it by a day and he's right. surrounded by a bunch of other doctors and they're all sort of telling the party line a little worrisome.
0: Well, and plus I've never heard of a, a White House physician using that before because it's the president and uh, we all deserve, we have a right to know the health of the president, the man who holds. A highest office in the land that's always been kind of the guiding point for the physicians when they're going to debrief
1: well but that uh, but you know what brian yeah. that comes that comes from the that comes from the president of the united states yeah, yeah i know I mean, I, we have the laws and and that to me is i'm not going to throw the dock under the bus okay no i'm However, not that. what i'm saying no i know i know no no no, no i i got you what I'm what, I'm what i'm asking is like what, I, what right. i'm
0: asking there is the the information that they have given they have given information that violates uh Client doctor confidentiality, but it's only the information that they that shows the president in a favorable light, which is what brings. Oh,
1: of course. I mean, look at his look at his last doctor, right? His personal doctor, that guy. I mean, my God, right? So, you know, you're absolutely right. And I think the point, though, is I will say, is where his White House physician crossed the line is when he's spin doctoring a timeline, when he refuses to provide. Negative coronavirus virus testing data. That's where he's just got. I mean, that th- there's sort of a, a morality issue there. I mean, I, I well, people. Some people are people just I hungry know, for power.
0: There are people I know that tested positive who say they they only found out that uh, that their Hope Hicks and others had tested positive through the news that the White House did not con- did not al- did not tell them and did not conduct. Uh, <laughs> Uh, trace, uh, analysis and, 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 contact. Well, they haven't,
1: look, they, 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 the, White House has treated an outbreak within its, not only its own ranks within Donald Trump's own family, okay, so that's the other thing, to tell you how inept and incompetent this White House, White House, White House is, they have treated this local outbreak within their own, you know, his campaign manager, I mean, we're talking everybody close to Trump, basically, everyone yeah. on his debate prep team with the exception of maybe i say maybe rudy giuliani has tested positive and i say maybe because i don't who where's rudy rudy's well, gone all of a sudden right so going, but. no but i think he's probably everyone else tested positive so yeah. i'm guessing that he is uh right so you know he has handled this and not only that let's back up brian we're in the middle of a deadly pandemic he brings in the president the vice president the attorney general Multiple senior Republican senators, uh, a Supreme Court justice nominee, uh, multiple other senior like cabinet officials, and and right in the middle of a deadly pandemic without masks, oh, a mass gathering. I mean, no, no physical distancing. This is the level of incompetence. So no wonder we have two hundred ten thousand dead Americans, right, and counting. So my
0: God, when he tweeted out today. Don't let it run your life. Don't be afraid of COVID. What was your reaction to that?
1: I was also watching the video of him taking off his mask while he was visibly out of breath. He is certainly infectious, if not a super spreader, okay, of this deadly coronavirus. And I read this and I thought, here's a guy who's now you know, after his joyride yesterday, right, where he, right. You know, right, to his oh, PR stunt, here's plan. a guy, who, right, here's a guy who is, cri- to the level of really criminality, okay, he knows he's infected with a deadly virus, he is needlessly exposing good, hardworking Americans, and you know the the longtime staff of the White House, Brian, you know them, these yeah. are good, hard-working folks who have been there like you since Reagan, since I mean before yeah. Reagan, since and, Nixon.
0: And he put his he put the Secret Service's own <laughs> his own protection, his own guards at needless risk, just so he he's, can run
1: around and he life. is putting his own child at risk. His child lives in the White House, Barron, Trump. And everyone's like, Well, kids don't really get that sick. Well, yeah, there's also dead kids. You he's putting his own family, his, anyone around him. This is the narcissist in chief. At his absolute finest and worst. That's what I thought. And when I saw that, and and he's and worse, he's projecting tweet? this horrible example of like and and of just arrogance. It's honestly it was an emperor has no clothes moment because you know, most people, even here in Florida, we got a lot of Trump voters, Brian. Yeah. But they wear a mask because they don't want to die. And they well, see this stuff, and he's—I mean, what is he doing? So when he tweets that he out
0: about COVID, you know, don't be afraid of COVID. That would sound to me—is that not? And I'm—I don't want to front and load the question, but <laughs> uh, does that seem responsible to you?
1: Look, it's—it's—it's it's, it, it's borderline criminal. Okay, it's—you know—here's a, a guy who—there's a guy who got world-class medical care, the best in the country, if not the world. And here he's basically saying, "Hey, it's no BFD, guys. Go, you know, go for it." When we know it's not. And frankly, I, I, he bizarre, bizarrely, and I said this back in March. I went on Sky News, right, and in mm-hmm. the UK, and I, I, I said, "I was like, you know, this guy, you know, we Trump's gonna what's what he's gonna find is he can't spend death, and because that's all he knows how to do. He's never." done anything. He's been a failure of business other than money laundering and cheating his taxes, right? He total failure, abject failure. He's done nothing in his life to actually do something positive. He's just, he spins it. He's a fraud. And unfortunately, what we're seeing is that here is the con man utterly exposed and you've got 210,000 dead bodies as proof.
0: We're gonna take a short break and when we come back, we're gonna ask Dr. Grayson how she would t- treat Donald Trump if he were her patient. Stick around, we'll be right back. In three, two, one. And and, and we're back and Dr. Grayson, how would you treat Donald Trump if he were your patient?
1: Ah, uh, boy. Well, he would, he would, first of all, he would have fired me this pretty quickly. <laughs> and I you. say,
0: he can't fire you. He's, he's your common man. He's not the president. He presents with the symptoms that the right. president presented with. He's taking the medication that you've uh, given him and, and with, the, with what we know that's wrong with the president. Right. You let him out of the hospital, A, and B, how would you treat him if you didn't?
1: Yeah. All right. So I, first of all, I, other than the dexamethasone and I wasn't there in the hospital, I, I agree with generally how he was treated. I, I you know tweeted, as I mentioned, six hours before he was in publicly announced that he got the antibody cocktail. I thought that was the right way to go. Low risk, maybe maybe some benefit, you don't know, but you're gonna try. He's got all the risk factors and it's the president, right? Right. Um, but it was clearly went downhill. They transferred him to the hospital, the right move. Absolutely. Got remdesivir, a thousand percent the right move. Uh, They gave it to him hopefully early, um, which is what you want to do. It's going to work better the earlier it's given. But even though it's a ration medicine, um, here's a guy with risk factors who is decompensating potentially quickly. Right thing to do. The steroids, I don't know. But after that, here's the thing. Releasing him from the hospital, Brian, was not about his infectious risk. Okay. No, it's just we political. Have, we, have, we know that. No well, no, well, no, just hang on, follow me here. You asked me as a doctor, okay. so we'll come yeah. to the political thing. We'll come to the political thing. Okay. Releasing him from the hospital as a doctor wasn't about him being an infectious risk to others. This is not Ebola. This is COVID-19. We've had seven plus million Americans who've had it and stayed at home. So that's not the issue, okay? And a lot of people are raising stink about that, but that's not the issue because right. again, you. People are, you know, we all know somebody who's had it, and they stay at home. Uh, hopefully, if they don't get too sick. Here's the thing: you you keep somebody in the hospital. You only admit somebody to the hospital, and I said this last week, is if they're sick, if they are decompensating, where you are concerned, where they need to be in the hospital. This is not something like even what Chris Christie was trying to spin. Oh, I checked myself in the hospital. Yes, the club med coming in. No, that's not how this works okay, your insurance company isn't going to pay for you to hang out in the hospital unless you really need it. And frankly, doctors don't want you there because hospitals, you know, there's, you can get hospital acquired infections. It's just, you don't go there to hang out. You go there if you're sick. So that's number one. And number two then is you don't release a patient from the hospital unless they're medically stable. And that's what you heard his doctors saying. So I think what they were looking at, Brian, is they were looking at most importantly, did he require oxygen, Okay that's critical. If he's still on oxygen, he's in the hospital. Number two, is he feeling short of breath? What is, how fast is he breathing? It's called a respiratory rate. So they'd look at things like that. That's, those are the criteria that docs are going to use. Is he having a high fever, right? They're going to look at all of his laboratory results. Is, is he tolerating the, the remdesivir treatment? Well, because he has to go home and be treated at home with an IV and it can cause, it can damage the kidney. That's, a, that's one of the side effects of the drug. So the doctor's gonna look at the whole clinical picture and decide, is this the right thing to do? So if he were my patient, if I saw that everything was trending in the right direction, then it would be medically appropriate, especially with this guy who's monitored 24 seven. So if yeah. something goes afoul, they'll just medevac him right back. He's a helicopter right away. So basically if he's on his own, he hasn't required oxygen in 24, 48 hours, if it hasn't been since Friday or Saturday, then you'd say, look, he's and he's getting better. Then, OK, he, he's not going to be like running a marathon at the White House. He's going to rest. He's going to have 24-7 medical care. He'll have emergency care still, if needed and, and can be medevac.
0: He's also going to have to be isolated, right? For
1: Well, one would hope. But here's the thing. That's the problem. But that's not a criteria. They can't lock him up. He is the commander in chief. And I think that he probably said, I want to get out of here. And frankly, to your point, you brought up politically. That's where Trump is pressuring because he knows He can't appear weak. So the doctors at the hospital can't justify keeping him locked up in the presidential ward at Walter Reed because he's at risk to contaminate other people. That's like law enforcement's job. If he is committing what I believe to be reckless endangerment, And if and when somebody gets sick and or dies, that could be assault and or manslaughter. Then those are more on the law enforcement criminal side.
0: So they say he doesn't have a fever. He's responding well. So knowing how the White House is and the fact that it has medical uh, services available, and of course, a helicopter can come and pick him up and take him in 10 minutes back to Walter Reed. So if things get sour, he's okay. I mean, right. Right, so
1: I think that's what all, it came down to, and that that all. But, but so here's all the thing. of that
0: being said. Okay, right. It's and you know, and I, I, I want to make this clear because I, you know, I tell this. My, you know, I, people were upset. Well, the doctors had to keep him there. The doctors can't keep him there. <laughs> First of all, he he's the commander in chief. So if he says, "Hey,
1: I got to go," and they work for him, they they got to go. But well, but, that's you. T- you nailed it though. That's the problem. What has Trump done with the CDC? What has Trump done with the FDA? We're not talking one person, two people. He's browbeat them, right? And he did this, I think, to the Walter Reed physicians. He browbeat them. No doctor, I'm gonna tell you something right now, no doctor in the right mind would have given him a hall pass to go on this limo SUV tour. Like, no doctor would do that. That's not how this works. You don't do this. The guy, I forget being Contagious.
0: Right. It is it,
1: in the hospital because he's sick. You don't sign him out. Yeah. When my dad was
0: sick and he was in the hospital, the doctor wouldn't say, okay, yeah, you want to go out for a ride? Sure. Go ahead. Come back for your treatment later. That's not how it works.
1: No, that's <laughs> like, hey, you know, you're on the cardiac war. We're monitoring your heart because you might drop dead of a heart attack. But hey, you want to go on a spin in the limo? Go for it. No, no that's not how this works. Now, I mean, that's the lunacy And all of us out there. And, you know, my doctor friends and I are just like, you know, it's like a facepalm. I'm like, you know, we think about how you would gown up, glove, mask, you know, goggles. We're talking like basically a full body condom before you walk in to see a patient like this, right? I mean, I'm not joking. No, I'm you not. Know, that's what you really want, and you want to go in there, and this guy, and here's the thing, he's not just in a normal car. We know that ventilation. He's
0: in a hermetic he,
1: sealed car. Yes, it is the he's, most least, and he's right, right. And so he's, these
0: poor secret savers. he has right. infection, and he's making the Secret Service drive him around in a hermetically sealed car. I, I can't think of anything more irresponsible. I mean, unless you had like leprosy and went around and, and embraced everyone and grabbed them and kissed them and, and tongued them and said, hey, I love you. And, uh, and no, you-
1: exactly. Well, you, know, you remember that cartoon, Peanuts? Who was that character who always walked around and he like basically had this cloud around Pigpen. him? Pigpen. Pigpen. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I thought pig pen. So you see, that's what I think of with Trump, except this green cloud of just like viral particles. He is, he is of course, and that's why you can go back to what we were talking about, that super spreader event, the White House. I think there's a decent shot, especially when you put piece everything together, the timeline of his illness. He got the choirs earlier because he's too sick. The, the, it's the second week of illness where people are really sick with COVID-19 and or... He got a really high dose of the virus at the beginning. That's another possibility. But so he got—I mean, he got sick or was sick by Saturday.
0: So the and, doctors are saying um, that, so, yeah, seven to ten days out, he's still not out of the woods yet. No, he could—he could up, turn south. Yeah.
1: So the, he, i think I think there's a—I uh, would put it at a look, he's had ridiculous amount of medicines and he's still getting treatment and likely is improving. I do think it's, he has a good shot with the remdesivir and they may even give him, I wouldn't be surprised. He'll probably get a 10 day course, not a five day course would be my guess. Uh, Just because they're going to be like, "Mm, we're going to just keep dosing you and dosing you and dosing you as long as your kidneys are okay. And other laboratory values, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, Brian, because it could be dodgy. And I, I tweeted earlier, I said, look, this could be a round trip ticket. Okay. Because this guy, if you know, it, he does not look good. He looked short of breath today, Brian. Right. If, he if, was clearly short of breath. Were you there? Were uh, you there?
0: No, I haven't. I'm, I'm not going You ain't get me there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, um, hey. Well, yeah. Unless you have a body condom on, right? Yeah. Hey, body condom, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: um, the last time I was there was
1: Friday when he left. Um, if, oh well have you been tested yes are you okay yes okay, God.
0: I, I, I am thank you can um, you
1: imagine you're going on your job and like you're you're a reporter well, yeah, you're yeah, not I'm like phone you're phone not phone. a frontline healthcare worker you're like um can I have a body condom before I show up to work right. please <laughs> like,
0: if it ends up being a round trip ticket yeah, do you have any indication that it's going to be a round trip ticket before all of a sudden, uh, Marine One takes off? Are there things that that would show that w- that we would be able to see or know? Yeah, what, what I what, do. What What is well,
1: it? first of all, first of all, Trump lives for the cameras. Now, we saw him today visibly short of breath, he's not going to give any long speeches. So, what you're going to look for is, is this a guy who can go in front of not edited. Okay, look, they edited the tape that was from Walter Reed. Number 1, we all we know the pictures were taken in a short period of time. Yahoo News reported that, and the video they edited out clearly he was coughing. So, what we're going to look for is how much is he in front of the live TV talking. So, is he short of breath? Can he speak without breaking into fits of coughs? I think it's going to be tough for him. I think it's he is going to struggle. Now, he's likely still being treated with steroids is he going to be poop tweeting you know 22 hours a day right from the toilet the gold plated toilet or whatever that's what we want to see right how is he doing mentally but also is he in front of the camera if we aren't seeing him what? that is not a good sign because that means he's not feeling well if he is stops tweeting that's also a bad sign and you know it, look if he has to go back on oxygen I'm gonna tell you something, Brian, I think he's gonna be, he himself reportedly told friends, right? Or people on the way to the hospital, he thought he was gonna die. So, you know, shortness of breath, even for a tough guy like Trump, he's gonna get scared. And here's the problem the doctors have. They've kind of like shot their stuff, okay? They've given him the antibody cocktail. He's getting remdesivir, he's on steroids. There's nothing really left to treat him with. Wow. So if things go south, right, that's not something anyone's saying, but that's the truth. What else do we have left? We don't. This is it. He's had basically the best shots on goal, and they did it early, and they did it early for a reason. That's why I'm concerned, because either he's later in his course. I actually don't think so. I think he got a very high dose of virus. I do. He doesn't wear a mask. He's, he likes to hug, kiss, and touch people, right?
0: And- yeah. well, No, he doesn't like to- t- He really isn't a toucher, um, but he does- Well,
1: women, women, Well, and women. Well, that's and if Hope Hicks had it, Yeah. Hope Hicks had it, I'm not saying anything untoward about their relationship, Brian. I'm just saying that when Pope came in, hi, Mr. President walked in, he would give her a hug. Right. And they're around each other. And here's the other thing. It's not just that. It's that if they're sitting, let's say she's sitting at a side, like, hey, help me with this. And they're sitting there for two hours and she's spreading virus. And I'm not blaming her. I'm not, but I'm I'm giving you a scenario. That's where I could see it and where she's asymptomatic because she's younger. Right. So she's not going to show anything. She feels fine. She has no idea. So so this is right. where
0: Where we look, what what to boil down what you were saying, what we need to look for is, does he not tweet as often is he not in front of the camera as often and it's when- the
1: camera it's the yeah. camera live not does, the spin doctor he- edited tapes well what right. they're going to do is uh, edit out the coughs the shortness of breath and when he's what we what what looking- you want to see is what's his stamina can he do longer than a minute and a half in front of the camera can he do longer than five minutes not coughing live tv you you know how much he likes to talk to the press is he are you going to he's going to want to do events he's in the middle of a campaign brian so he's, he's going to want to get out on the campaign trail lock
0: himself for the next 10 days still. Right? I mean, it's only three days in We're seven to 10 days is where it turns. They say, well, days after the end of symptoms. So he's kind of,
1: well, he's, he's locked down, but right. But would he, so then he'd say, I'm going to do a, he'll do, he'd do virtual town halls with his people if he's feeling fine, but, but it's all just like, it's like what a good responsible person would do is like, well, I feel fine but I still could be contagious. I've got to go through that 14 day period or 10 day after my last symptoms period to make sure I'm not shedding virus because I'm a responsible human, be- human being, not Donald Trump. And he's then not- fine, he'd be doing videos, but guess what? My bet is he's not going to be doing videos because he won't have the stamina. He, other than short little clips, either edited or if and when he can do live stuff, Brian, it's going to be short. Same thing with him. Will he call into Fox news on the phone? Okay, so can, does he have the stamina to do a 10 minute rant on Fox News? Now, there he can hit the mutant button. He's more, you know, he can probably hide his cough because he's not on the camera. But does he have, can he have a conversation? Is he short of breath? These are things we're going to want to look for. So let's see. If he goes on, on oxygen, I think he goes back on oxygen, I should say. I think that that will be a fast pass medevac back to Walter Reed.
0: Before we go to the next break, let me just ask bluntly, uh, we've kind of danced around it most of the show, but uh, how sick do you think he really is?
1: I think that Mr. Trump was severely ill. Uh, uh, Absolutely. Um, There's no way he would have gone to the hospital, especially once he got remdesivir. And this is what I had said uh, before, Brian, is that the antibody cocktail expected low risk. But remdesivir... I'm not saying it's a high risk medicine, but it, you know, there, there are some toxicities and and it's, you know, you're going to give it if he really was showing some symptoms, he got oxygen that tells you he was clearly symptomatic, pretty severely. So, so he was at least moderately severely ill. And the fact that he actually got dexamethasone, um, I think is very worrisome and you could see it. He was pale. Um, he uh, struggled. It was very short sentences when he was trying to do any kind of video, and you know, uh, he looked sick and reportedly had a high fever. So I think that he was pretty sick. And, as and
0: you, wrap that up. And the
1: dexameth- the dexamethasone in particular, to me is a real tell. I, you know, yeah. that that you you don't give that unless you really you're you know you're concerned.
0: And the, and as you said, the thing that uh, really kind of struck me is you are saying that if he makes this turn. There's basically little treatment left that they've tried. What, what
1: else is left? Well, well, we, 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 you know, they've shot it. They've shot their, you know, what? They, they, that's it. They're, that's you know, right. They've done. They've done. They've done the antibody treatment. They um, have given him the only single drug in the entire world proven to be effective against this coronavirus. Uh, that's remdesivir. That has emergency use authorization. And the data. It's not just that the FDA granted it use, but that the data actually show it works pretty well. He's he's on that drug right now. And he got steroids, which as you pointed out earlier, Brian, that's reserved for very severely ill patients. So at that point, what else is left? Nothing, except a ventilator and supportive care. I mean, there there are no other things that I can think of other than continuing to treat with remdesivir, you know, at, you know for ad infinitum until Hopefully he gets better. That's about it. They don't have much left. We'll take a yeah.
0: We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. In three, two, one. Hi, and we're back with Dr. Dina Grayson and uh, Dr. Grayson. I guess I'm gonna ask this question because it's on the minds of a lot of people. And um, there's this attitude that okay, the president is getting extraordinary care because well, after all, he's the president of the United States, and I get that, but. In this country, shouldn't everybody get that same level of extraordinary care? Isn't that a problem if some people who are rich and powerful get better care than people who are not? Uh,
1: absolutely. First of all, everyone should have um, health care coverage. Absolutely, um, fully agree. And you know, here's the thing. I will say this: with new, with a new virus. Okay, Brian. Um, that this is a brand new virus. Yeah. And the fact that we, um, these medicines, and this is something I've spent a decade of my career on, of developing, you know, close to a decade of my life, working to develop new medicines to treat viruses like this. And I've worked on, you know, drug to treat Ebola, for example. So this is what we've stri- striven for. And I will say this um, the fact that we already have medicines to treat this, I think we as Americans should be really proud of that. That's many years of our our fruits, of our labors, of our, our scientists and efforts collaboratively. This is a huge deal. So that is awesome, okay? Um, but, you know, um, we're in a very precarious time with Trump. I mean, where truth doesn't matter anymore, where science doesn't matter anymore, and I, I'm concerned about where we're heading in the next few months, Brian.
0: With the virus?
1: Well, I said back in January, and I said the last time we on your podcast, this is a, this virus has seasonality, and there will be a large second wave. I believe that. Um, and unfortunately, Mr. Trump, with his COVID-in-chief that he is, um, yep. right, and we're, we're entering flu season. Remember that we had 210,000 Americans die when... It was not flu season.
0: So that is when it is. That's
1: right.
0: So your concern is not just that he's got extraordinary health care and others don't; it's that we're not even coming to grips with the fact that how big the problem is that we're facing.
1: Well, that's right. And look, and I what I and and I meant to add about the the, the medicines available is that this is a brand new medicine, so there's just not we don't have infinite quantities. That's not because you're rich or poor. That's just because. That, so, so I will say that, like, and look, as an American, I, not, I do not want Trump occupying our White House, but if one person is going to get that medicine, it should be the president of the United States. It should be that, that I'm okay with. I really am. If you're rationing medicine and he, you, the president is severely ill and might die, then he should get the medicine. I have no problems with that. I really don't. I mean, if, you know, I don't think any American should. If it's available, we everyone,
0: would, it should be available to everyone. is all.
1: Well, right. it should be, but you know, Brian, that 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 doesn't magically happen. This is a brand new medicine. So that, I just want right. to have a reality check. But once we have enough on stash, right, in, in our stash, yes. Right, right now, it's a matter of just gearing up to make enough because it's a brand new drug. Like this is not, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. But once we have enough, yes. Well, Every single American who gets sick, who is in the hospital is, is, or has high risk factors who might go in the hospital, they should get this drug. Absolutely. He
0: said we were going to if have- it's
1: safe and appropriate.
0: He said we were going to have a vaccine before the uh, election, and by the first of the year, there'd be seven million doses of it available.
1: Well, I think he's pushing hard for that goal, and there's a lot of controversy in what's happening there. So um, it looks like we'll have efficacy data for at least one, if not more, vaccine, before the election, which is great news. I think every American should be happy about that. The problem is, is that the way that this works is you also have to collect a minimum amount of safety data, which is all based upon when that last patient comes on the study, you want at least a couple months of safety data. Meaning, let's say they got the the last patient enrolls in the study today, okay? That means two months from now, then you can analyze all the safety data. You got data. You have to wait for that last patient to complete we want to make sure we have enough patients who've had the vaccine long enough ago. So we know, could you, are there longer term effects that could be bad side there, effects? We want to know.
0: Long term effects. They've spoken often about, you know, the, the lingering effects to the lungs. Um, the fact that this, uh, and, and a couple of things, his own son said, hey, dad was tweeting, this is Don Jr. Tweeted 18 times a day in all caps. Maybe there's something wrong with him. Uh, so he's coming. Steroids.
1: Around. That's yeah. a steroids talking, but no. Right, well, but, but the,
0: but the right. fact is that the scientists say that this particular um, pandemic and this virus, there are also lingering effects to the lungs, to the heart, to cognitive function. And um, if you've had it, I, I think it's one out of three have, have said that there's these lingering effects that can affect your health for, for a long time. And this is the president of the United States. And those effects can affect all of us.
1: Well, that well, that's right. I mean, those who get the virus. I think the vaccine, it's a bit different, Brian. But I think this is the problem is that what the administration has done is they're Taking the vaccine and politicizing it, and they're saying yes. let's jam it through without getting all the safety data. Which, all
0: of this, the, the, well,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they've compromised safety and they've co- compromised human lives. And this is, you know, as a doctor and a scientist, I'm you know I'm a physician and a scientist, and I develop medicines, and I I'm horrified and terrified. I mean, uh, you know, to have fellow scientists who are so browbeat, where I you know some of the senior scientists at CDC <laughs> are threatening to quit. These That's are heroes right down there. Nuts! That
0: that they allow them yes. to be brought. Brav- I wouldn't stand for that in the briefing room. I don't let them do that to me in
1: the brief. I don't. I don't get it. If you're a scientist, well, why? Why do you? Why do you think all the leaks came out of the CDC a few weeks ago? What well, happened was, is the senior scientist said this is lunacy. And by the way, the CDC just updated their website today again. with the guidelines that. Oh, hello, the coronavirus can be spread via aerosol route, not heavy droplets, not just heavy droplets, meaning, oh, it's the air. That's how it normally spreads, not through touching, but actually through the air, which is right. the exact opposite of what they said in which is January, February. you don't want to wear a mask. <laughs> that's Hello, right, right, exactly. And, and so that's the other thing that just bugs me to no end.
0: When I sit there and there are people who tweet at me all the time and tell me I'm, I'm an idiot that I don't know, that masks have no effect. That it's all a hoax from the left to try and shame people and take away their freedom.
1: Well, and- I think I think that they should ask uh, Donald Trump that question. The, uh, I think that honestly, um, they should ask Chris Christie that question, who's now in the hospital because he checked himself in. Right. Um, I think that they should start asking where's Rudy Giuliani. If- let's ask the let's ask the families of the two hundred and ten thousand dead Americans about whether people should wear masks. Okay, Brian, it's that's different. where it comes down to.
0: Just common sense. Just common sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, well, and, and here's the thing is the masks not only protect other people, they protect you. Right? I mean, you go to the cruise ships, like where all these people are jammed in literally like sardines, right? All these people jammed in, packed in super close. The people that wore masks, they not only didn't they die, they, they had lower chance of death. They actually had lower chance of even being infected. They didn't even get like or getting sick. They got infected. Basically, they got immunized, but they didn't get sick. Well, he has. They wear a mask.
0: He's demonized science to the point where I I swear to you, I, I I don't know how to say this other than to say it bluntly. It feels to me like we're in the middle of the dark ages. It's like the Middle Ages all over again. And I'm waiting for the age of enlightenment where people (laughs) embrace science and math one more time.
1: (laughs) November third, my friend. Oh my god. Well, like, and imagine, like, uh, like. I'm like a science nerd. You know, I'm a oh, MD too. and a PhD. I'm a total nerd. And I'm like, I'm listening to this stuff and I'm just going, and you know, you sit there and the thing for me that was the most chilling thing that has happened, honestly, Brian, along those lines, you remember that hostage video with Dr. Burks when she's sitting there and, and, and Trump's talking about like drinking bleach and injecting it oh, and please. looking over at her. And she looks at the cat, she's like sitting there and you can see her blinking. And I thought, Stockholm syndrome. This yeah. is literally a video, right? Like, have you ever seen such a thing?
0: What you didn't see, what the people on, I looked over at her one time and I was in that room and she was, you could almost, I thought she was vibrating. I thought she was, she was so tense. I thought she was going to leap out of that chair and I go, she's going to smack him down.
1: (laughs) Except she, you know what? Except she didn't. didn't. And this is the thing. She went on camera two days later and talked about how science-based Mr. Trump was. I, um... There's that's so i i I, my, I i thought my I, you know i'm an empathic person so i saw that hostage video i thought oh my god that's what okay. it was that's- and i thought she'd finally turn the corner and then she when she came out and it was more hostage video stuff of like basically she's got the suicide vest on so like <laughs> he's great <greener. laughs> it's like you know it was like north korea couldn't have done this better right she not comes only, out not like only did she get on the titanic but she told us there was no iceberg that's <laughs> She's like, please, like, no, come, come to the lower deck. It's actually really lovely down there, Brian.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Well, look, don't worry about
0: the water. It'll be gone shortly. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't. Yeah, don't worry. You know, it's actually It'll magically disappear. <laughs> we, we 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 instituted a new salt bath here. Come and check it out. Right? You know, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. So she went from that, and now what's what's kind of sad. Okay, not. It's really sad. Is now you hear her sort of decrying the administration because guess what? She's been told to sit in the back seat. And And now she's saying, oh, well, now I really, oh, I really doubt what he said. And, you know, to me, the utter lunacy of Donald Trump comes down to this, Brian. Here he is really sick and potentially could die from this coronavirus. And because of his narcissism and pride, he refuses to call Tony Fauci, Dr. Tony Fauci, the world expert on infectious diseases, who knows this virus inside and out, who's under the hood on all the data for every single potential therapeutic. Like, look, if I had that dude on speed dial and I'm sick or somebody I love is sick, you can bet your butt I would call him. And Trump, of course, doesn't call him. I mean, this is how, this. it's a cult. It's a cult.
0: Well, it's frightening. Like it's I the said,
1: branch COVIDians, my friend. Yeah, the branch you know, COVIDians.
0: I I, I I covered the branch Davidians and you're not too far. You don't know how close that comparison is.
1: I do. It, yeah, it's it, the branch it COVIDians. Really I yeah. they the whole party. They're it's gone nuts.
0: Yeah, it's. They're
1: willing to die for this.
0: Well, I'm not. And so, <laughs> the,
1: Me either, man. Wear a I, mask. I know you do. Like, like I, I said, you, I'm
0: I'm looking forward to the age of enlightenment. I'm waiting for the dark. November
1: third, man. Oh, I live in Florida. I—that's a big reason I moved back. I'm a native. I was living in California. I'm like, man, Florida, I got to move back to Florida.
0: Is Florida in play?
1: Well, I yeah, absolutely. Trump's polling is in the toilet. It deservedly so. When when the Democrats are in a strong position in Arizona, that that's a bad sign for the Republicans. Uh, yeah, because look, people here. When I go, you know, it's interesting. The polling here shows it a dead heat. And what's very telling to me as well is if you look at mask wearing here, people wear masks. And I live in Trump country. Yeah. Okay? That's, like I, there's a lot of Trumpsters and they don't want to die. No. I'm talking 95% compliance when you go into like our local grocery store here is, are called Publix. I don't you know, go in there.
0: Publix, yeah. Publix,
1: Publix, people wear masks. I mean like. Well, everybody wears. Everybody. But, but but it, I, this is hashtag Florida. We're talking yeah. about we put the duh in Florida, right? Like it's duh, right? People wear masks, and I, I again, I it's in play. Um, but we've got Desantis, and you know it's hanging Chad country. So yes, I ha- I. That's not the place you look for. I you know you got a Trump crony in place. But if we can flip Arizona and then we can keep Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, and Wisconsin, we're gonna win. But it comes down to, sadly, six states. That's what it comes down to.
0: The final question I'll ask you for this evening, if you had to do it all over again, it's January, uh, Fauci comes to you, you're the president, he tells you what's going on with with COVID, what is your response? Donald Trump, we know what Donald Trump's response is.
1: Nothing
0: for a while. Yeah, no, well, you know. what,
1: what,
0: what, What should we have done?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's a couple of steps Brian, right? First of all, you have to have transparency with the American people. So, you set up a blue ribbon, I'm talking like platinum class scientific task task force where you have daily have briefings. Class, so we don't- you have daily briefings led by the scientists, okay? Not by the polls. And you know Fauci's perfect for this cuz he's been look the guy's been through how more administrations than you have, okay? Right, yeah. And but you also, right, that's number one. And look, and that's where we admit, look, we don't know everything about this virus. What we're going to do is we're going to be transparent. We're learning with you. We're just going to be transparent with you as we go along. Here's the information. And it's very fact-based. Number two is you lead by example. As soon as there's evidence that masks should be worn, you do it. No one wants to wear a mask. I mean, they're not, they're not comfortable, but they're, they're absolutely necessary, right? You, know what,
0: uh, when you say that, that I, I want to interrupt you there because there's mm. one thing that just shocked me. Friday, I'm... Now, this is... The president has already tested positive. They're not doing any briefings in the briefing room, but they are talking to us out on the driveway. Mark Meadows came out and would not put on his mask. Kaylee... It's Mac- insanity. It's, an, it's Mac- insane. Wouldn't put on a mask. And then when I got someone to respond... It was Larry Kudlow. And I said, Larry, you're out here talking to us. Could you put on a mask? And he said, well, we're far enough away. I said, yeah, but there are people on TV and they look to you as an example. And he goes, "Okay," right. and he put it on. But what, what floored me is that they don't understand that they are an example to the American people. And just by putting on the mask, you, you give people a sense.
1: Bingo. But that's my point. Like, the first thing you ask me is what would you do? Is like, well, but, but set up the commission and then you lead by example. But here's yeah. the other thing. Katie McInerney is way worse. She was told, she was told well, she's a ch- last Thursday. Well, I don't care. No, she's not.
0: She is. Told
1: she was exposed. She was, yeah. she's, look, like, she's, she's, like, reckless and dangerous. But she was told that she was exposed last Thursday. Yeah. She also then you know the whole White House is a hot zone. She's told this. Now, I also fault Mark Meadows and the leadership within the White House where they immediately should have said we're locking down, stay home, everyone stay home, self-quarantine, you're all going to be tested and we're gonna, and then everyone just stay home. But instead what they said is don't get tested, if you get test positive, don't tell anybody, no contact tracing, you know this. Yeah. You and your associates in the media None of them are getting calls, no one, they're not doing any contract tracing. And then now they said, well, we're gonna contact trace back to Tuesday, not the super spreader event. I mean, okay, so the the, the, the head of Notre Dame just randomly caught the virus. You have all the, you know these people that showed up to the White House who just, oh, randomly got the virus. This is crazy. It's dangerous.
0: Yes, it is. And on that upbeat note, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey Brian, I got to ask you, man. Can I come back on your show when we're not talking about death? I, I love having you on. Your I own. yes, I love I love being on. But like seriously, can we talk about some of the like death and like deadly <laughs> yeah. viruses, man? <laughs> I swear I could talk about like more fun stuff.
0: Uh, you're on.
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> the name of the show is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karim Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.